Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. We're glad you're with us today. Sandra is off for the day, but I am here with you, Robin Boyd, and we are so glad you're with us. We have um, such an interesting guest, a couple of guests today, Dr. Gordon Sumner and Lynn Sherlock of the organization Veterans Moving Forward. We have had them on the show in the past, and we are delighted to have them back and talk more about this wonderful organization. A few things on the desk, though, before we do get started. If you're in uh, Minnesota, there are lots of things happening through beyondtheyellowribbon.org. Check out events such as Joining Community Forces, Minnesota Military Teen Summit, Celebrating the Veterans in My Life Poetry Contest, and the Lima Company Memorial, the Eyes of Freedom exhibit. There's lots more on their website, so do visit beyondtheyellowribbon.org and see what's in your neck of the woods if, uh, if you are up in Minnesota. Also, Veterans Ticket Foundation, VETTIX, uh, V-E-T-T-I-X, is uh, an organization that uh, came to our attention. They provide free event tickets to surviving family members, um, our military, and to veterans, to sporting events, concerts, performing arts, and family activities. Now, attending these events, according to their website, reduces stress through entertainment, strengthens family bonds, builds lifelong memories, and encourages service members to stay engaged with American life and local communities. Giving free event tickets is an expression of appreciation, acknowledgement, and an enduring symbol that we, as a nation, honor the service of our troops today and long after their tour of duty has passed. Helping our veterans attend these events provides positive family and life experiences after their years of service to our country. There are listings of events in just about every state, so if you are looking uh, to find an event, do go to their website. If you're looking to support their event and their efforts, um, I should say their efforts, or if you're an event coordinator, go to vettix.org, and that's V-E-T-T-I-X. What a great opportunity for families and what a great opportunity for um, organizations wanting to express their appreciation. Now, April is the month of the military child. 
an annual awareness campaign that recognizes the sacrifices made by military families and their children. We've had many a discussion on this, how it's not just the troop that serves, but it's the whole family who serves. Now, to show your support of children whose parents are serving in the military, um, you might follow along as Michigan is doing. The Michigan State University Extension 4-H Military Partnerships team is asking residents throughout Michigan and I would say across the country to purple up on April 15th by wearing purple in support of our military families. Now the color purple is chosen as the signature color because it symbolizes all branches of the military. It's the combination of Army Green, Coast Guard Blue, Air Force Blue, Marine Red, and Navy Blue. Now, in Michigan, the 4-H Military Partnership Team hopes that everyone will take this opportunity to appreciate and celebrate uh, their young heroes who sacrifice as their parents serve. Now, in partnership with many other states across the United States, Michigan 4-H Military Partnership is participating in its 5th Annual Purple Up for Military Kids event. And they're inviting Michigan residents to join in wearing purple as a visible way of showing their thanks and their support to military children for their sacrifices and for their strength. If you'd like more information, uh, michigansstateuniversity.edu, that would be msu.edu, there is quite a bit of information there. And even if you're not in the Michigan area, do visit this website because there may be some things that would transcend into activities that you might be having in your community. Once you're at their website, go to their navigation and click under Engagement, and then look for MSU Extension. We hope everybody purples up on Wednesday and uh, supports our military children. Well, coming up, we're uh, just getting Dr. Gordon Sumner and Lynn Sherlock on the line. So we're going to go to a a commercial break so that we can uh, get them into our our quote-unquote studio, (laughs) get them ready. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. As I said, we have had their founder on our web, on our um, show a number of years ago and uh, a delightful lady who founded this and an exceptional organization. If you um, are not familiar with them, Veterans Moving Forward uh, provides service dogs to veterans with uh, disabilities of a number of levels and kinds, and uh, I think you'll be surprised at the extensive uh, service that they do provide. I'm so looking forward to you meeting Dr. Gordon Sumner and Lynn Sherlock right after this commercial break, right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. 
On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We'll put a Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio. Um, Sandra is away. This is Robin Boyd with you today. And I am so excited to have you meet our guests today. Dr. Gordon Sumner is the CEO of Gordon Sumner Consulting, LLC, which is a service-disabled veteran-owned small business and American Indian small business. Now, during his career, Dr. Sumner has held senior executive positions with the Army, small and large businesses, and the federal government. Today, Dr. Sumner serves with two nonprofit organizations, the Association of Air Medical Services and the MedEvac Foundation International. And what brings him to our program today is his most recent appointment as president of Veterans Moving Forward. Now, joining Gordon with us today is Lynn Sherlock. She is member of the board and the fundraising chair for veterans moving forward and lynn is the ceo of l and r sherlock consultants and has previously served in executive positions leading both large diverse organizations and small high performing teams addressing national security policy operations training and resource 
issues. Lynn transitioned from the Air Force, U.S. Air Force, as Brigadier General after a rewarding and demanding career. Rewarding and demanding indeed. And I am thrilled to have our listeners meet both of you. Welcome, Gordon, and welcome, Lynn. Hey, Robin. It's great to be back on with you. And Robin, thank (laughs) Thank you very much for including me on this. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you. Welcome to both of you. Now, before we learn a little more about veterans moving forward, Gordon, I'd like to ask you about uh, one other organization you're involved with, the Chapter 353 Military Order of the Purple Heart. Their golf classic is coming right up, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Uh, I'm the commander of the Greater Washington, D.C., Chapter 353 of Military Order of the Purple Heart. And as you can surmise by our name, Purple Heart, everybody that is in the organization is a recipient of the Purple Heart Medal. Mm. And so what we're doing is raising funds for our chapter as well as the Department of Virginia, MOPH. And we're holding our first uh, annual, and we hope to do this more, but our first annual golf classic will be held on 19 June on the Fort Belvoir, Virginia golf course. And if people would like some additional information, they can certainly uh, send that to me at my email address at gordon.sumner, S-U-M-N-E-R-5-3 at gmail.com. And I'll make sure that they get the flyer because we're looking for golfers. And we're also looking for corporate sponsors with all the proceeds going to Purple Heart. And, by the way, we are a 501c3 through the foundation, so all uh, corporate sponsorships are tax deductible. Oh, that's fantastic. I knew that that was coming up. Uh, we, we did blurb it last week a little bit so because I knew your early bird registration was, was uh, just this past weekend, correct? Correct. So we had... I mean, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that... Uh, and it, it is a um, shotgun start. Is that right? Yes. Uh, we'll, there'll be some breakfast, a little continental breakfast started that morning with the range will be open for the golfers. Uh, shotgun start that morning. Uh, Captain's Choice will wrap it up uh, shortly after lunch with a grilled lunch out on the veranda of the, uh, of the golf course, which has a great view. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have some prizes, some giveaways, and then um, we're all headed home. And, and like I said, it, all the proceeds do go to Purple Heart. That's wonderful. We wanted to make sure that we included that because I realize this is a very, very uh, big and meaningful uh, event that's coming up. So we certainly want people to all participate in that. Lynn, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about the mission and maybe a little history of Veterans Moving Forward. Absolutely. Veterans Moving Forward is uh, in its fifth year now. We're just concluding this July, five years of of operations from the inception of the idea from uh, one of our founders, Karen Jeffries, uh, mm-hmm. to the point where we are right now. Uh, and the, uh, the organization has uh, at its basis a, a group of volunteers that are experts in uh, the raising of a service dog and in particular, and I know we'll get into this in a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. helping service members with PTSD or traumatic brain injury. Uh, because that is a little bit more specialized than uh, the normal physical wounds uh, that a veteran would have. Uh, and we are placing dogs with veterans. We've placed dogs with veterans over in a couple of states within uh, in the CONUS, and we are uh, obviously also placing them local. Uh, but all our training is done local by volunteers, and our raisers and the, the trainers themselves 
uh, our volunteers. And we also have volunteers that are helping with the matching process. When you start thinking about providing a service dog that has to be specialized, the importance of getting the right dog matched to the right veteran and mm -hmm. making sure that the dog has the specialized training to help that particular veteran. Uh, because it is important if a veteran has a physical disability uh, to be able to meet their needs. But also, every veteran that has a traumatic brain injury or PTSD, their needs are different. And so there is a specialized matching process to get that dog ready to serve that particular veteran. And I'd love to talk to you more about some of the wonderful stories that we have about the differences these dogs are making in the lives of veterans. So, and that's really what we're all about, is, is helping veterans get back into their communities to gain self-confidence, to gain ability to be able to, uh, you know, basically get better with their families because these stresses that they're under, mm -hmm. uh, when you start having these problems, it affects the family. Uh, but then once you uh, help them be able to improve that relationship, but also get them back out into the community, into the working community, or just being able to be out and about and enjoying life again, to be able to move forward, and that's why we called it that. Veterans Moving Forward, perfect name for it. Gordon, I know that um, in one quote that I see from Karen Jeffries, they, you don't necessarily have to have um, an injury or a disability in service to qualify for your services. Is that correct? That is correct. We're here to support veterans. We're not here to support a particular niche of veterans or a particular era of veterans. Uh, we're here to support all of our fellow vet veterans. And I think that's a, an interesting distinction for your organization because I think so many uh, do have some limitations. And I suppose I shouldn't call it limitations because resources being what they are um, may limit who they can serve. Uh, but this organization is is having a very ambitious goal to reach every veteran in any way possible. Well, that's true, um, and there are organizations who are doing an absolutely fantastic job in mm -hmm. a very particular area, like um, uh, dogs that service blind individuals, uh, doing a great job, have been around for many, many years. Uh, what we're doing is we're trying to take care of veterans in a variety of ways, uh, but especially primarily with the emphasis that we have through our uh, canine therapy programs and our service dog programs. So we're we're reaching out to as many veterans as, as we can with as many dogs as we can get trained and provide to those veterans and their families. Mm. Gordon, where um, do you have certain breeders that you depend on, or do you find um, dogs from an eclectic variety of locations? Well, over the five years that we've been in business, um, we have developed very strong relations with some very highly sought after, highly desired breeders that are AKA registered who have a great reputation. They came on board and by virtue of seeing what we're doing with those puppies that they have been providing us either at reduced rate, actually for free or at price. Now they have become what I call true believers in our program. And they call us and tell us when there are puppies that are being um, that might be on the horizon and want to know if we are interested in getting them. And we're now starting to—I don't want to say getting the pick of the litter. Sure. But, but we we're, we we do get first dibs on some of them. I, in fact, just last week, 
I put deposits down on two more puppies that will be available coming this summer. Oh, my. That's so, that must be the best job of all is to go and meet the puppies and decide which one you might like to take. <laughs> yeah, we, we have two really, really uh, experts in their field, Michelle Cole and Suzanne um, oh, Brain Cramp, uh, Auger. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brain Cramp. I call it a senior moment. Um, what happens is they are trained and certified puppy trainers. Mm-hmm. And so if there's anybody that knows a, a puppy, it's, it's these ladies. And they're, they're magic in what they can do as well as with not only the, um, the puppies, but with those that they're teaching to raise the puppies. And so what they do is they, they are working side-by-side side with these breeders. The breeders contact them on behalf of Veterans Moving Forward because they're responsible for the puppy committee. We have different subcommittees within the organization, and they do the puppy raising side of it. And so they'll get a call. Uh, they then let me know that there's somebody who has a dog. We put the deposit down, and they physically go and visit with the breeder, they know them all by first-name basis. They know their location. They know the training that's going on out there. They know the facilities. And then they have an opportunity to actually see the puppy, and they put the puppy through a variety of different tests to make sure that the puppy is sound and would be one that, that even as a, a young pup, would be mm-hmm. able to stand the rigors of the training. That's so interesting. And, Lynn, I'd like to ask you, when uh, a puppy is chosen, I'm sure you have a a program manager who knows of needs from veterans and has this roster of puppies. Is there ever a time when you might start to train a puppy and realize this puppy isn't quite meeting the the needs of this particular um, service and therefore – maybe the puppy is used in a different capacity? Yeah, for the, for the most a... part, you know, m- the majority of the dogs have the personality to be able to do therapy and service dog training. Occasionally, mm-hmm. and it's extremely rare, uh, they might just not have the, uh, the stamina, I guess, in order to be able to service a veteran. In that case, we do look for opportunities for a dog like that or one that maybe develops a medical situation that you could not, hand a veteran a dog that might have, for example, uh, you know, some, some type of a problem where they have to go to the vet several times or mm. they have to have their own care when what we're really focusing on is the care of that veteran. Those dogs, if at all possible, we then put them into work as a therapy dog. So they're working with a clinician or they're working, you know, with a therapist to work oh, with veterans. So they can work in facilities, they can be a therapy dog, they can you know, take care of multiple uh, veterans and be able to still be able to serve in a multiple of different ways. So our oh, job good. is to keep, them, uh, to keep them working. For example, we do have one that's uh, with uh, the Marines at uh, Camp Lejeune, and they are on a daily basis working. The clinicians there you know, are offering up their services to talk to the Marines as they're going to deployment, coming back from deployment. And the service dog, you know, makes is a part of that therapy, and it, it, we have great reports uh, showing how uh, those service dogs are helping in that group setting. That's wonderful because I can only imagine that, as you were saying, every veteran's needs are unique, and as much as many standard uh, service-oriented uh, behaviors, I'm sure would be very 
uh, easy to train, but I'm sure that there would be some unique things. So it's nice to know that if um, the if the match isn't quite right, that there are other opportunities for this this little pup to be able to serve in a different way. That's wonderful. When um, when you have volunteers doing the training, is the um, veteran involved at all throughout the training process? Yeah, what happens is the uh, the puppies are trained because it takes 18 to 24 months to train train a puppy that we can then utilize with the veteran. Um, and as we get into the end of the cycle and the dog's gone through a variety of evaluations and, for example, Michelle and her team do an assessment with some other uh, very uh, authorized and very knowledgeable individuals that range from psychologists, psychiatrists, animal, animal behaviorists, uh, dog trainers, specialists, those people, that committee evaluates the dog and deems the dog fit for duty. Mm. And at about that time, that's where we are looking at applications from veterans who have applied on our website for a mm-hmm. puppy. And then we have a veteran selection uh, committee, and they start to evaluate the needs of the veteran. We do home site visits. We, we do discussions. We have medical personnel that interview the veteran. And if the veteran then passes those gates and we feel that this veteran is applicable to have a dog and we have the dog ready, then we start what I call the mating dance of putting <laughs> the veteran and the dog together over a series of times so they get used to each other, see how the dog mm. acts the veteran. Until both committees come together and say, I think we've got a match, mm-hmm. and then it's brought to the president and, and, uh, and some select committee members, board members, and then that's when we make the final determination that the veteran gets the dog. That's wonderful. I, I can only imagine, too, that there must be some um, integration in unique things in their home. For example, maybe they have cats, and they have to make sure that the the dog gets along with the cat, or possibly there are um, places that the veteran has to go for therapy, and maybe there are um, machines or whatnot that the animal has to get used to. So I'm sure that just as much as the veteran uh, needs to get used to working with the pup, the pup needs to get used to the environment of the veteran. Gordon, when did you become involved with veterans moving forward? How long have you been involved with this organization? I've been with it since its inception. When Karen first founded Veterans Moving Forward in 2010, she called up some people that she knew to see if they would be interested in helping, especially to be on the board of directors. And by virtue of Karen and I having a mutual friend, she contacted me, and I was just coming out of office in in the last administration, uh, and and so I was looking for a nonprofit that I could hook to to ha- just have that as some fun something fun to do. And we talked, and to be honest with you, listening to Karen, who you've had on on your show at least yes, we uh, have. two times, I remember <laughs> while during my days as secretary of the board of directors, um, I, I knew within five minutes that this was something I wanted to do. So I've been very fortunate to have been involved this whole time. It's interesting when there's um, a certain organization that calls to your heart. And um, I think certainly having service dogs are uh, a very, there's always something very warm when you see a a dog interacting with, with um, its, its uh, partner. And I would say the, his or her partner, because they do work as partners, but then, um, 
knowing the value and and how much this has now brought a new freedom and a new uh, a new uh, clearer path of life, I guess you could say, is so important to our veterans. Lynn, these are um, some remarkable things that are happening, and the training must be so extensive. The organization must bear a tremendous cost for each puppy that comes into your organization. We have uh, we have certainly funds coming in, and we'd love to talk a little bit more about that in order mm-hmm. to help out how to uh, how what does it take to raise a puppy. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're talking about raising a a service dog and what are the costs that go into it, it is uh, much more than just the care and feeding. Uh, it does include the uh, whether it's actual costs and there are actual, but there are in kind costs as well. When you start talking veterinarians, when you start talking training, those that need to certify the dogs at their various levels, uh, whenever as they're progressing through their training, getting a veteran uh, and it, visiting with the veteran in their home, having the veteran come out here to us to be able to meet the dog and to go through uh, several weeks' worth of training with the dog because they do have very specific needs. When you start adding all of that together and you start looking at various organizations like us, you will see that the costs range everywhere from 25000 to some I've seen listed as $60,000. Now, of course, that's a per-dog cost that's over a couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. Some of that, and the reason there is a range, is because some organizations have a lot more um, have more facilities. Right now, we are not a brick and mortar facility, so mm-hmm. our costs are a little bit less than the one that's sixty thousand dollars. But when you have a brick and mortar facility, and you have to keep the lights on, and you have a number mm-hmm. of paid staff and trainers, right now we have very few paid staff, and none of our volunteers are uh, are paid right now and so sure. our costs are a little bit less so we're, we're in that 30 to 35 thousand dollar per dog um, range and that includes uh, I will say so it's dog support it's veteran support it's even support afterwards we are different in that when we place a dog uh, with a veteran it isn't here's your dog uh, I hope it goes well we yeah. work with that veteran and that dog for several years afterwards to ensure that as their relationship continues and because of PTSD and TBI and the changes that occur in an individual, there may be new training requirements. Uh, And we've seen that already with dogs we've recently placed. So there are costs associated with all of these parts. So, Mm. so yes, it uh, it does take some money in order to be able to provide these very highly qualified service dogs to our well-deserving veterans. And so that's why uh, I'm the fundraising chair and get to uh, (laughs) think of some fun events and uh, get to ask folks for donations in order to be able to help us provide these dogs, these wonderful dogs, to our service members. That's wonderful. Before we do talk a little more about some of the events that you have and ways to support it, Gordon, um, tell me how the volunteers are trained because I'm sure that anybody would say, oh, I'd love to take care of this puppy for a, a for a while, but that's not what they're doing. They really are working to ensure this dog's um, career is is meeting the needs of the service person. How do the volunteers get chosen, and how do volunteers get trained? Well, what they do is you can go to our website, and I'll give that to you. It's obviously www and then mm-hmm. dot v 
B-E-T-S-F-W-D dot org. So it's vetsforward.org, B-E-T-S-F-W-D dot org. And on the scroll down, what can I do? There is an application for volunteers in all the areas that we're seeking volunteer support. And when they fill out a form because they want to be a puppy raiser, then our puppy trainers get with them and they talk to them, make sure that they understand. It, it literally is a full-time job. It's just like having a baby in the house. Yep. Uh, you can't take a day off um, as such. I mean, you're there to train the dog 24-7. Um, and then if somebody has done this in the past, that always helps. If somebody wants to do it and they're committed to doing it, that's great because we're always looking for more puppy trainers and puppy raisers. We, we do need more trainers. We do need more raisers. Uh, as we can get more dogs. So that's how you do it. And then we make sure that the training of the individual is covered. We pay for that uh, over the co- over the span of the 18 to 24 months with that puppy. Okay, okay. And is this uh, primarily in the Virginia area, or are you branching out to more um, more states? We're currently headquartered here in Virginia. Uh, we have our we, we call it our headquarters, the founding place out in Catharpin. Our executive offices, for example, where our executive director, Pam Mulder, where she sits and operates, is over in Alexandria there on North Washington Street. That address is, again, on our website. But uh, we, we do have veterans in different states, so we don't just have people right here. And our, one of our goals that we've kind of talked about is seeing how we can expand veterans moving forward and have um, have elements in other areas, especially where it's high population of veterans that we can provide support in the future. Oh, I see. That's wonderful because um, I'm sure that there's somebody in uh, Texas that's saying, I'd love to, I'd love to do this um, and want to know how. And it's nice to know that, um, that there are opportunities that, that will be available. Lynn, tell me some of the um, events that are coming up and how people can support you. Thanks for that, uh, Robin. Yes, again, on the website, there are some drop-downs which will take you to an events page which will list them. Uh, but to let you know about some of the ones that are, that are upcoming, we have some events where we are participating and providing information. One of those is Pause in the Park. It's May 2nd at Prince William Forest Park. And that's an event that involves a lot of dogs, uh, not necessarily associated with service dogs. But we will be there giving demos and providing information, and people can come and meet uh, our uh, trainers and raisers and their dogs. So that's, uh, that's an upcoming one. And then we're going to be mm-hmm. doing a couple of things in May and June where folks can get involved. Uh, one of those is the crowdfunding. We're still developing this, but the, in the month of May, we're going to have a crowdfunding opportunity where people will get a chance to meet our newest dogs via video, Mac and Eagle, and help us uh, raise money for their training in particular. So stay tuned. It will be on the website. Uh, and for those that understand uh, crowdfunding, they'll know what I'm talking about. Exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. We're going to have a couple so, of restaurant events where some wonderful restaurants have said, you know, we'll give you a certain percentage of the proceeds for the day's sales. And uh, the first one of those is going to be at Stones Cove Kit Bar, and that's in Herndon, Virginia. And uh, they have a foundation there. It's called Do Good Sunday, Do Good Things Sunday. And uh, they give uh, 10% of the proceeds for the entire day to a nonprofit. And they have named us 
uh, for in honor of Memorial Day and serving veterans uh, is May 24th. Now we're also oh, going to have remarkable. that'll be a fun one, uh, and we're also going to have uh, one at Dogfish Ale House in Fairfax, and that's going to be on June 16th. And that one's going to be the same kind of idea. Uh, percentage of the proceeds the entire day are, are going to go to uh, veterans moving forward and although we're still in the planning stages but we're also anticipating that there will be some engagement on the outside of the restaurant uh, basically come on out meet the dogs uh, maybe there'll be some fun things for the kids to do as well so I certainly would recommend that folks uh, go to dogfish ale uh, and on June 20th we're going to have a dog walk we're really excited about this uh, <laughs> It's going to be um, in Vienna, uh, hosted by um, uh, some very good friends of the organization of the Vienna uh, Presbyterian Church, and we're going to do a walk around Vienna. There will be a, a town crier, I understand. Again, still in the planning stages, uh, but this will be an event where everybody can bring their dog, walk in support of veterans moving forward. We'll have, uh, we're planning things like uh, the dogs can get a little doggy bandana. Uh, and maybe some other things for uh, some of the folks that are helping us out to be able to enjoy, but a, a fun dog walk in Vienna. Uh, and then we're going to have a couple of our major, our larger events, uh, and I just want to kind of save the date. Uh, we're going to have a fifth-year celebration in July uh, because that is the, the, uh, the month that we hit that fifth year. And, frankly, that one's going to be to thank our volunteers, to thank our donors, uh, and to really kind of set the stage for uh, the next five years. Uh, and then our big event is Cocktails with Canines. <laughs> We're doing that on November 8th at the Army-Navy Country Club in Arlington. And uh, the reason we call it Cocktails with Canines is all the dogs and the razors and trainers are going to be there, uh, literally going to be walking around with uh, heavy hors d'oeuvres and uh, uh, drinks, both uh, alcoholic and non uh, for those that come, and it is our major fundraiser of the year with a silent auction, raffle, uh, probably a, a, a well-known personality that will be there helping us. Uh, mm -hmm. But we're, we're there to tell the story to all of those that will join us. There will be videos of, uh, of the veterans and the dogs, uh, and there will be an opportunity again to meet with all of us, board members, volunteers, the dogs, uh, and their raisers to be able to hear more about what we're all about and to hopefully, you know, raise some more money in order to us to continue our mission. Oh, Thanks that sounds fantastic. That. Yes, absolutely. And actually, as as November comes a little bit closer, maybe uh, we'd like to have you maybe a month before come back on and talk a little bit about that, because I'm sure that there would be um, lots more information as far as how people can help support that, whether it be donating some raffle things or especially uh, just donating um for your organization itself. We only have a couple more minutes left to the show. Gordon, before we close, though, could you tell me how many of your dogs are named? All of our dogs are named. Um, in fact, they're named after veterans. We began by choosing veterans who had sacrificed their lives for our country, especially in the beginning stage with the Afghan-Iraq conflicts, and then we expanded it out. Uh, we just placed buckles about three four weeks ago with a veteran down in Fredericksburg, uh, Virginia. Buckles is named after the last World War I combat veteran to pass away a few years ago, mm -hmm. Corporal Frank Buckles. Um, that, that's that's just named. a... That's just a layer that I found so touching. I thought that that was 
such an amazing tribute. Um, just a beautiful way of, of honoring those who have served and what a beautiful way to continue service. That's, that's yep. wonderful. Dr. Gordon Sumner, thank you for being with us. Lynn Sherlock, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I want to make sure everybody goes to Vets Forward, V-E-T-S-F-W-D.org. And I shouldn't have said it that way because I want people to remember the Veterans Moving Forward is the name of the organization. Please go to the website, Vets V-E-T-S forward F-W-D dot org for a lot more information. Um, Gordon, thank you so much for being with us. Lynn, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you very much. And again, real quickly, we'd love to have people go to our website, hit the donor button. I know how many, how many people you have. We would really like it if everybody could donate at least $10, if not more today, tomorrow, whenever you hear the show, because every dollar goes towards our puppies and our program, and we'd really appreciate the donation. Great. We we wish everybody uh, to do so. Um, I will be pressing my button shortly. I have to say, uh, I'm I'm ready to make my donation as well. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. If you've missed any of this show or any of our other shows, we encourage you to go to militarymomtalkradio.com. We ask you to visit our show page on Toginet, our host station, T-O-G-I-N-E-T. And we um, are always on iTunes. Um, our our station is, is right on iTunes. You can pick up all of our programming there, including this one, with lots more information about veterans moving forward. Thanks to Gordon Sumner and Lynn Sherlock for being our guest today. We appreciate it. Thanks to all of you for joining us today, and we remind you to go to vetsfwd.org. Thank you so much. <laughs> 